0: you. Uh-huh. It's Unrelated Things! Greetings and welcome to episode number 23 of Unrelated Things podcast. I want to hear from you, so if you want to reach out to me from anything over or regarding anything that you hear on this podcast, please do at unrelatedthings at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Unrelated Things. If you want to see back episodes and additional information and other podcasts that I produce, you can go to UnrelatedThings.net. All right, cool. So first story for this episode, it's more of a visual story, but I'm going to uh, tell you about it and you can check it out yourself. This is from boardpanda.com, Spanish artist. Payak, P-E-J-A-C, transforms pressed wood into optical illusion artworks. Spanish street artist Payak has recently come up with a clever idea to bring the outdoors indoors while also staying true to his adv- advocacy to generate environmental awareness through art. The Redemption series makes use of standard pressed wood panels as canvases. So this is the pressed wood that you might see at the hardware store with the big Chunks of uh like wood shavings pressed together to form large four by eight panels it's kind of like uh big chunks of mulch. This isn't the kind that's made out of the really fine sawdust and what he does is he takes uh pencil and ink and draws of uh, shadows and depth, creates depth out of that pressed wood draws figures in there interacting with pieces of that pressed wood one can be like standing on almost a, a walking the plank type of a a gang plank um one shows a young person kind of huddled under a little lean-to made out of a piece of that pressed wood it's a very interesting artwork so i do recommend you go and check it out you can check it out at board panda or directly at payac P-E-J-A-C, dot E-S.
1: Nice!
0: And you may have noticed, or you may have not, most likely not, that uh, it's been quite some time since I posted an episode of Unrelated Things. And in that same vein... Uh, One of the podcasts I'm going to feature uh, speaking about on this episode is called Ladies of Leet, which also just returned from a lengthy hiatus. Ladies of Leet, episode 122. We're back, bitches. This week, the ladies are discussing Fallout 4, Rise of Tomb Raider, Skyrim, Dishonored 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect, Andromeda, and Mobile Games. So because of their long hiatus, uh, they did have an a awful lot of different uh, different games that they played in the past that they had to talk about. Uh, Ladies of Leet are Nicole, Kim, and Stephanie, and they talk about the video games they love, they played, or they didn't love and they played. Uh, What their experiences were like um, Playing video games So if you love video games And you love ladies It is a great podcast to listen to And you know what Even if you are only, you know Moderately fond of video games And or ladies It's still a darn good podcast Here's a clip
2: And he sent me all these Fables comics And I just devoured them So when that game came out I'm like, raw! To play this game, <laughs> so yeah. If you uh, if you are if you've ever played games with Ralph, go back to episode eighty one and and listen to him. It's a great episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree, Kim. There's just like continuations of uh, we we started Ladies Elite back in two thousand nine, <laughs> and if I dare say, I think we might have been one of the first like women gaming podcasts. Mm-hmm. and and it's so awesome to see just even more like even when we stop they there's more and more cropping up and twitch i was i was just playing around with twitch cuz i'm like how the heck do i stream this live <laughs> <laughs> right? i'll eventually get it figured out and we'll do this live but um just the the landscape has changed so much from 2009 to now it's yes. it's kind of um overwhelming for this old lady gamer <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree. I totally agree. And now um, there's even like the the platforms are changing. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, we've got the um, PS4 and Xbox One. But, you know, when back then we, I didn't even have a PS3 when we started. So oh, I wow. went and bought a PS3 just to play games. <laughs> Did either of you guys order a Switch yet? No, I've never owned any Nintendo gaming yeah. console. Period. We ordered it. We ordered it, um, we ordered it <laughs> through GameStop because I got tired of hunting for it online. Yeah. So we just ordered it, and it'll be shipped to us eventually. <laughs> oh See, yeah, I've never, I've never been a big Nintendo person, except for Nintendo um, when my kids were smaller, and that, and then always the handhelds. Mm-hmm. But I've never the Wii's I never got mm-hmm. into. I've had.
0: So there's a little taste for you of Ladies of Elite. In addition to uh, getting back together for the first time in a while, they talk to talk about a lot of gameplay in the games that they have been playing. Oh boy, howdy. So up next, you should check out 30days30songs.com. And at 30days30songs.com, they are listing, actually, hundreds of songs. They've renamed their site, though not renamed their URL, to 1000 Days, 1000 Songs. Uh, Their their goal is to, uh, well, here I'll read a little bit from their about, and you can see what their goal is. To combat apathy, entertain the citizenry, and provide a soundtrack to resistance, over the next four years, the producers of 30 Days 30 Songs will assemble a playlist of a thousand songs, one song every day to get us through what promises to be a tumultuous and frequently dispiriting and certainly bizarre presidency. The playlist will feature original tracks, unreleased live versions, remixes, covers, and previously released but relevant songs that will inspire and amuse and channel the outrage of a nation. Despite the results of the election, we still believe it's possible to build a more inclusive, equal, and just America. The world will not end on January 20th. It will continue to move forward, and it's up to us to chart its course. In the coming weeks, we plan to raise money for this endeavor through a crowdfunding campaign, etc., etc. So this is at 30days30songs.com. And to give you a little taste, let me go back to the list. Uh, The last few songs, Song 100 is Fortunate Son from Credence Clearwater Revival. Song 101 is Living for the City by Stevie Wonder. 102 is Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. 103 is All These Governors by The Evens. 104 is Message from a Black Man by The Temptations, and 105 is Freedom Now by Tracy Chapman. So a very, very worthy endeavor. That is 30days30songs.com.
1: Oh, that's nice. Oh, isn't it, though?
0: And what's also nice is I have started my own political music podcast. It is called Polyrical, as in political lyrics. Uh, so the songs do have political lyrics. They definitely lean very far to the left, progressive and radical and liberal music. Um, and you can find that at polyrical.com. Uh, each episode covers a particular topic. In addition to a few songs that are just uh, scattered in there, each episode covers a particular topic and also covers a particular artist. Uh, so we we have uh, such combinations. Oh, wrong site. So we have such combinations as Bruce Coburn and refugees that was the first prime the the premier episode and we had a combination with the topic protest and the artist billy bragg and w- with these topics and artists what i do is i play a set of four songs based on a particular topic such as feminism and then i play a second set of four songs From a specific artist who has a tendency to write or perform political music such as Hazel Dickens or Michael Franti and Spearhead or Steve Earle uh, for a little taste of what you might hear on Polyrical. Here's a. Random song from one of the first six episodes Da-da,
3: da-da-da. Da-da, da-da-da. What do you want your world to look like? What do you want it to be? Do you know that the wall has two sides and nobody is free? Did your mama come from Mexico? Papa come from Palestine? taking out through Syria, crossing all the borderlands. Let other people in Listen to your women Stop killing black children Make America great again Let other people in Listen to your women Stop killing black children Could you imagine a politician calling a woman a dog? Do you want to stay in the kitchen? Is that where you belong? How do you picture the perfect leader? How do you want him to be? Has he promoted the use of torture and killing families? Did your mama come from Mexico, papa come from Palestine Seeking all through Syria, crossing all the borderlands Let other people in, listen to your women Stop killing black children
0: That was Pussy Riot with Make America Great Again. It is a trifecta against Trump. It is based on Trump's campaign slogan, but pointing out all of the, not all of the, a few of the harmful or, or obnoxious things that American government and now the Trump administration does. And on top of that, This band is called Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot, it's it's like the ultimate diss against Trump, who famously said that it is at least at times acceptable to grab a woman by the pussy. And third, this band is from Russia. Not only is this band from Russia, this band was imprisoned in Russia. By singing songs that the Russian government did not care for, found offensive, Uh, but really it is the Russian government and what they do that is often offensive, just like a whole lot of what the American government does is offensive. I think you just nailed it. Speaking of offensive things that the American government does, Donald Trump sent fifty nine tomahawk missiles to bomb an airfield in Syria. This following a horrific bombing that has been uh linked in the press at least i've not looked i've not dug in and i've not seen any real evidence of the connection between the bombing and the uh, Syrian government. That doesn't mean I don't believe that that is likely, that there is a connection there. I just don't know that the evidence has been presented of that connection. But after a horrific bombing, including what appears to be the use of the nerve gas sarin, which is banned and which the Syrian government pledged in a former agreement to have destroyed all of their stockpiles of Donald Trump bombed uh, air base or airfield in Syria that is supposedly linked to the aircraft that dropped those uh, chemical weapons. This has gotten him a lot of praise from places he had not been praised very frequently, including a lot of the press and a lot of uh, people who ostensibly are liberals, uh, liberal Democrats, um, have supported the action. Uh, I I think it's a, a disaster. I think it's bombing any country at the whim of the president. Is a horrendous mistake. Um, the only time the president should be able to launch an attack on any other country is if we are under attack from that country. Uh, without going to Congress, I mean the 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 powers, uh, the War Powers Act uh, states that it is only Congress that can declare war on another country i think that's feeble in and of itself i think that generally speaking the president asks the president gets uh but george bush got everything he wanted obama found some resistance obama did go to the congress to request to bomb syria at one point in time i think back around 2013 or 2014 and he was denied that authority and donald trump Donald Trump tweeted regularly about the President and the need to get congressional approval before bombing in syria and 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 regardless of Obama not getting that specific approval when he sought it, Obama dropped more bombs in Syria than anywhere else in the Middle East in the year twenty sixteen based on some information I just saw online today. Um, So, you know, Obama's hands certainly are not clean, and nor are Trump's. But Trump, on the other hand, uh, campaigned pretty strongly about not getting into that war, not putting boots on the ground, not uh, escalating in Syria. And then he goes and does it. Not a surprise, just like many, uh, many, many of his other promises. And the other thing to think about is while the attack in Syria was absolutely horrendous and and should demand response from around the world uh bombing is not the right response uh, This bombing raid didn't do a whole lot to degrade the Syrian air capabilities. I read today that they're uh using that base already um to launch. Flights or launch planes. And separately, if violence is the correct initial knee jerk response to violence, and you agree that that is appropriate, then what happens in the case when a country bombs a mosque? and kills dozens of worshipping people in that mosque, then I would imagine, if you believe that violence is the appropriate response to war atrocities, which bombing a mosque is a war atrocity, and probably a criminal act, I mean, I shouldn't even say probably there, is a war crime, then... If you believe that that bombing that country's military capability is the appropriate response to a war crime, then it would be okay, using that logic, for a nation like maybe Russia or China or North Korea. It could be anybody. I mean, why, why should it be restricted to any particular person? It would be okay for them to bomb the United States. And, and take out one of our military bases. Because we recently bombed a mosque. And killed dozens of people worshipping in that mosque. Uh, we we should be the last people. Trying to judge. Through military might. Through bombing. Uh, the actions of other countries. And that, and that doesn't mean we should sit back and not respond. We should just respond. In concert with all other countries, in concert with the United Nations, if there's a country that's committing atrocities against its own people, we need to stop them. But we don't stop them by by lobbing some missiles their way. It's not. It doesn't work.
1: What the hell is wrong with us?
0: All right, on to the next story. And this is called Unrelated Things for a reason because it talks about a whole lot of unrelated things. This story is from gizmodo.com. Over a dozen FBI agents hospitalized after a million-dollar sculpture makes them sick. When a 17-foot-tall wooden sculpture was installed in the FBI's Miami field office in 2015, the government thought it was getting a great deal. The General Services Administration commissioned the work and estimated that it was likely worth more than the $750,000 the government paid. But it's currently sitting in storage in Maryland. Why? The sculpture got over a dozen FBI agents seriously sick. Politico atta- obtained documents about the ordeal which is being blamed on a piece of, of work titled Cedrus, created by artist Ursula Von The Brooklyn-based artist is known for working with large pieces of wood and has public displays, primarily outdoors, at places like MIT. The sculpture that was installed at the FBI's Miami field office was made of western red cedar sourced from forests near Vancouver. Over a dozen FBI agents became seriously ill after the sculpture was installed, presumably because many people have severe allergies to western red cedar. One FBI employee spent 11 days in the hospital after exposure to the sculpture. The FBI office's lone nurse had to move to another facility after falling seriously ill. Upon the installation of the art sculpture, the nurse developed rhinitis, difficulty swallowing, sinus pressure, sneezing, has difficulty breathing, and began to itch all over, one of the FBI documents stated. But the GSA insisted that whatever was making people sick had nothing to do with the sculpture. Michael Goodwin, a regional director for the GSA, which manages the leases for government buildings, insisted that the artwork should stay. In fact, Goodwin said that the FBI was endangering the artwork by covering it with tarps. OSHA and the CDC define western red cedar as, quote, a highly allergenic species of soft wood. And have specific rules about how long workers can be exposed to it. Those rules, of course, were designed to protect workers in industrial production settings and sawmills. But GSA actually brought OSHA to run tests, and the agency reportedly didn't find anything hazardous, or at least it found nothing that would violate OSHA air quality standards for American workplaces. The artwork was moved to a government storage facility in Maryland, and the total bill for this fiasco is now exceeded 1. 2 million dollars
1: Are you are you kidding me
0: Okay, the second uh podcast I want to recommend to you is called Politics Politics Politics. It's a podcast by Justin Robert Young. It's been going on for quite a while now. Uh I don't see Specific numbering on his episodes. The latest episode is from April 5, 2017. It is called The Real Story. It's a great episode. But I think the most phenomenal recent episode was from back on March 16, 2017. It is called The Bombshell. And Justin does have a bombshell to discuss in that episode and i highly recommend that you all listen to it to give you a little hint it it's connected to Rachel Maddow and her access to her receiving of those two pages of tax documents from Donald Trump and her story announcing that and and discussing Those tax documents. But I really want you to be careful not to go into this episode blind. I think it will be, I think you'll be challenged to follow the story without some context. I think the context to this is really, really important. Um, Some of the things you might need to know to really help you understand what is this all about and what, you know, what is this story that, that, Justin is peeling back the layers for me uh, all about. And, And I think you have to really go back, you know, Justin Robert Young. Who is Justin Robert Young? Where is he from? What does he do? And he is a podcaster. He has his own standalone podcast. He has another podcast called Night Attack, which he does with one Brian Brushwood. What should be known to all of you before you get into this episode of Politics, Politics, Politics called The Bombshell is that Brian Brushwood is a magician and also has run for quite some time a video program called Scam School in which he teaches you how to scam your friends. That is something that's very important to know and understand before you listen to The Bombshell. Another thing that's important to understand is the show is called Politics, Politics, Politics. And yet, the cover artwork says politics, 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 politics. It says it five times when the show title specifically is politics, often abbreviated Politics X3, specifically Politics, 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 politics. So really, Justin, what is behind that logo? And of course, you know the politician pictured in the logo is a bird, and I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna even try to guess the the species of bird because I'm going to get it wrong. Some kind of bird that that people keep domestically in their homes. Not a chicken. It's not a turkey. It's not—it's not a farm bird. It's a a companion bird.
1: And also, Justin, in your
0: logo, it says yes, as if you're answering a question. And we don't know what the question is, but maybe the question is answered in the episode The Bombshell. So you really should listen to The Bombshell. If you listen to The Bombshell, you will hear Justin Robert Young alternately uh, streaming, not streaming, but like uh, being almost possessed by the spirit of Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones as he weaves for you the extraordinary tale of Rachel Maddow and Donald Trump's tax returns. It is highly, highly recommended. Go listen to it. The Bombshell episode, March 16, 2017, of Politics, Politics, Politics.
1: Yeah, we got to get some of that.
0: And from boingboing.net by Cory Doctorow. The internets will tell you that spray-painting a giant penis around a pothole will get your town's roadworks to prioritize its repair. And if you recall a previous episode of this very podcast discussed one such individual's efforts to draw attention to the potholes in his town. The internets are wrong. After parties unknown, spray-painted a pair of penai around a pothole in Watford, captioned, Fix Me, a manager for highways contractor Ringway, who who fixes the roads in Watford, dispatched someone to remove the graffiti, but left the pothole. Noting, the presence of obscene graffiti does not mean potholes will get fixed quicker, as we repair the most dangerous defects first. Ringway had inspected the pothole in November 2016, and it is scheduled for maintenance in due course. The dick picker had it all wrong. Everyone knows you get potholes fixed by throwing birthday parties for them. But that is a story for another time. Or, perhaps in your own town, you can start your own anarchist pothole brigade and fill them in yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh... <coughs> oh my gosh, <laughs>
0: Maybe that is really good, but this is not so good. This is from com. The U.S. Embassy in Ghana is a large, secured office building in the bustling West African port city of Accra. But for a decade, scammers convinced some folks that their humble two-story structure without security fencing, U.S. military guards, or Americans of any sort, was indeed the office of the U.S. ambassador to Ghana. According to the State Department, Ghanaian and Turkish organized crime members operated the embassy three days a week, selling bogus visas and other government documents. While the building looks nothing like the actual embassy, the scammers did fly a U.S. flag outside and decorated the office inside with a photo of the president. The scammers couldn't even be bothered to staff the building with American con artists. Instead, the consular officers were just Turkish citizens who spoke English. Officials at the legitimate U.S. Embassy were tipped off to the Faker and a similar operation pretending to be a Dutch embassy as part of a different fraud investigation in the area. Investigators then worked with Ghanaian law enforcement to shut down the play embassy along with two related operations that were used in the scam. This fraud was able to go unstopped for so many years because the scammers paid off certain authorities to turn a blind eye and because they didn't find their customers locally. Instead of allowing walk-in visits to the not-an-embassy, the fakers would find their customers out in the more remote regions of Ghana, advertising on billboards and through flyers. Customers would then be shuttled into Accra and put up at a nearby hotel. For thousands of dollars, customers could obtain visas, bank records, birth certificates, and other documents. After authorities shut the embassy down, they found 150 passports from 10 different countries, along with legitimate and counterfeit visas from the U.S., India, and South Africa. Who are these douchebags, and how quickly can we get them, and how terrible can we make their punishment? And finally, as we wrap up this episode. That has nothing to do with this story. I'm giving you information that you're going to think is important, but it's not at all. So that has nothing to do with this story. This story is from KCCI.com. Des Moines police say a high-speed chase ended suddenly. Police attempted to stop a 24-year-old Taylor Parker for a traffic violation. The man allegedly took off and led police on a short pursuit. While still driving, police say Parker threw a shotgun out of the car and the gun then fired off around, shooting out the tires of the car he was driving. He then jumped out of the car, took off on foot, and was eventually caught by the officer. Police say the Parker was found with a quote unquote significant quantity of meth. He was arrested and charged with possession with intent to deliver and possession of a weapon and I don't know. Maybe they don't have a law of uh, acting stupidly during a police chase and uh, disabling your own vehicle when you're fleeing. I don't think that's a law quite yet, but with a number of stupid criminals out there, maybe it should be.
1: Very well said.
0: And now we'll wrap up this episode of unrelated things. As I said, you can find out more at unrelatedthings.net. You'll also find there links to my other podcasts, Bernie2020 and Polyrical, as well as some other projects that are in the works, um, including uh blog posts for some of that as well. You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash unrelated things that actually will support all of my podcasts including my newest podcast as mentioned earlier in this episode "Polyrical." if you want to reach out to me you can reach out to unrelated things gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at unrelated things thanks for listening It's unrelated Unrelated things. things.